On this episode, I go into a layman's definition of what blockchain actually is, as we start to explore how this can create impact in industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Arv's Notes. So in the last episode, talking about the hype cycle, talking about its application, when you, we looked at the internet, when we looked at other technologies like blockchain, etc. Um, and so this episode, given that I did touch on blockchain, I thought this would be a great opportunity to really dive into a technology um, and for me to be able to frame it in a way that you can start to understand how it can be applied in the context of business. And just as importantly, how you can start to think about the technology so you can start planning um, how it will impact your business and industry over the next five years and how you can start mapping your technology journeys, your customer journeys, so that at that point when it becomes almost mass adopted, you've already got your foundations built to be able to leverage it at that point in time, which is just as important. And so having touched on blockchain, that's what we're going to go into today. Today's episode is going to look at what is blockchain, and I'm going to try and give you a definition, give you a level of understanding of what blockchain actually is in the most simple way possible, so that you can start to understand how you can create value from it, regardless of what industry you may be in. Um, and so that will be this episode, and then I think... In the next episode, uh, when we've got the foundation of what blockchain is, I'm going to start talking about how it can be leveraged in various environments, whether you are in the health space, the implications it might have, education, the implications it'll have there, etc., to then give you concrete examples of how it will create value in those industries so that you can start to see why blockchain as a technology is so incredibly important for us. So firstly, you know, I've been an avid follower of blockchain now for about three to four years. So not quite in the early days, you know, blockchain was made popular by Bitcoin and Bitcoin came about in about 2008. So very early and a lot earlier than some people may think, um, but really didn't hit mainstream media uh, about its application, about um, it as an alternate currency till about 2012, 2013, in its first emergence. You know, I started looking at this technology back in 2015, um, also, so about three years ago now, um, as the first sort of like boom started to happen with it. It was intriguing. Um, I wanted to learn more about it. And then obviously about 18 months ago, we started to see um, Bitcoin uh, and other cryptocurrencies surge in the markets and create ridiculous amounts of money, similar to the dot-com crash, um, era, and then obviously crash. And that's what we talked about last episode. But because of the way that the media has portrayed this, because of people's introduction to the technology, a lot of people are associating cryptocurrency and blockchain to be one and the same, which they're not, and we're going to go into that. But two, only see this as a means for financial transactions and a future currency, which again is also wrong. And so today we're going to reset this and I'm going to give you the layman's definition and give you examples to how you should start thinking about blockchain. So what is blockchain? For this, I think the best way to describe what blockchain is, is to actually 
use a real world example of something that we use every day because you'll be able to understand this a lot easier. And that is the Excel spreadsheet. Because blockchain is just another word for a digital ledger. It is a series of information that are recorded in sequence. So you think of it as a spreadsheet of rows of data being entered in in sequence. But unlike a central spreadsheet, a blockchain is a decentralized network, just meaning it doesn't all funnel to a singular point. In this case, in this, in this example, it's not all funneling to a singular spreadsheet, but rather that spreadsheet is being copied onto millions of node on this blockchain network. Anyone who accesses it is a node on this network. And so if you've got a million people leveraging this blockchain network, you've got a million nodes, and that spreadsheet will be distributed to every single one of them. And this network of computers works to continually reconcile and update this spreadsheet um, in near real time. Um, it's not quite real time, and depending on the blockchain, we'll go into some of the detail of that in, in a future episode, but you know, it's, it's near real time. So what this means is you no longer have a singular centralized source of truth which means that you're not prone to corruption, you're not prone to hacking, etc. but rather you have these millions of computers constantly validating, constantly updating, uh, which means that the public owns all the data on it, not a centralized institution. The best way to start thinking about this is the difference between an Excel spreadsheet that you may use in your organization today and what Google Docs and Google Sheets did for collaboration. When you think about how we used to do stuff on spreadsheets, it used to be I would create a spreadsheet that would have a whole bunch of data on there. I would then email that file to my colleague who can then do his part of the work on that spreadsheet. He might then email it to his colleague uh, with, and they could do their work on it and eventually it would come back to me. And by the time it came back to me, that spreadsheet could look completely different and at times I didn't even know what was actually happening in those change processes. So there was no, um, if you will, uh, auditable trail, realistically, of what has happened to that spreadsheet when it came back to me. And something could, it could look completely different by the time it got back to me. And that's because at each point of the edit, I was not privy to what was happening. But then think about Google Docs and Google Sheets. We now had this same spreadsheet, but instead it was managed in the cloud and you could have two, three, or four people editing this in real time. I could see what was happening to the sheet. Other people could see what was happening to the sheet. And because I could see what was happening, I could then validate and make sure what they were doing was correct um, and make sure that you know we weren't doubling up, duplicating on things. We weren't deleting things that shouldn't have been deleted. You know, there was a level of transparency there, which you did not have if you were just daisy chaining this thing, one to the next to the next, and then losing access the moment you emailed it out. And this way of collaboration, one, meant that we could all work in real time on that, which meant it was faster. We all had an auditable, um, document so we could see all the changes that were happening in real time. And ultimately, it was less prone to errors because we would, we would catch each other as we were making errors. And that's effectively what a blockchain network is doing. 
because this spreadsheet can be viewed by every single person on this node, as a change happens on this spreadsheet, the rest of the network then has to validate to say, hey, is that change correct? Has that person been authorized to make that change? If it's not, then that tampering on that one spreadsheet doesn't affect the entire network, but instead is rejected by the rest of the network and therefore is not added to the, the entire database or the entire blockchain. But if I am authorized as uh, the individual that is capable of making that edit on that document, the rest of the network realizes that I am who I say I am, what I'm putting onto this spreadsheet is exactly what I should be doing, and they pass it and it gets added. And this is what a blockchain network is actually doing. And one thing that I should have described in this as well is that as the blockchain has additions, you can't modify what has happened in the past. And that's actually an important, uh, that's actually an important piece of the blockchain. So as we're adding rows and rows and rows, we're talking about changes to the blockchain, changes to previous information, but we're not actually deleting or modifying anything that has come before it. So you literally look at it as a chain. Each time we start to add information, it gets, in, it gets added as blocks to a chain, hence the name blockchain. While we can make additions to the chain, we can't change or delete or modify anything that's happened in the past. All those blocks are defined, they were validated, no one can change it. And this is what makes it so great as an audit system. Because you can't go back and change information in the past, you can see exactly how that one piece of information, if you're thinking about cryptocurrency, where that dollar um, has gone, whose hands has it touched, where has it gone, and make sure that they have a true audit trail all the way through to its inception on the chain. And that, again, is another big piece of the blockchain. Truly auditable, uh, and you cannot delete what happened in the past. And that's incredibly important as well. So when you start to realize that that's all this is, you start to think about this technology in a very different light. It's not cryptocurrency. It's not a currency. All it is, is a network of computers that validates everything that's happening on that blockchain to be true and not having to rely on a centralized source as that piece of trust. In the financial space, these centralized, these centralized institutions are banks, governments, the reserve banks. You know, they're the ones where you give them the money, you trust them to be able to transfer to your mate who then receives it. On this network, that centralized point is not there because you're trusting that the entire network will validate that you are sending that money to that individual and you bypass that completely. And that's the power of a blockchain network because you remove that centralized source, uh, that centralized trust, um, and that's incredibly, incredibly important. And so the biggest application of this obviously was cryptocurrencies, right? You saw blockchain being applied in financial markets, hence the birth of Bitcoin, Ethereum, NEO, many other cryptocurrencies. Um, because of this... Uh, uh, this need to not have everything run through a centralized source. And so it just got popularized in the financial markets. And so 
the reason why I gave that definition, and I haven't gone into all the other layers within that, right? Because there are other things that enable this uh, to be secure, and that is stuff like uh, cryptography, right? Because that's a big element of blockchain to make sure that stuff that's being happened is done uh, correctly, that individuals are authorized to make changes onto it, um, uh, are identified correctly, uh, and a raft of other things. And that's a more technical understanding. But the purpose of this podcast, this video series, is to give you the business understanding, the the understanding of how this will make impact into your industries, into your businesses, whatever it might be. So when you realize that this is just a effectively a distributed database, distributed ledger that gets updated in real time that is then validated by a network, not an individual, you start to see where this can be applied uh, in many different contexts. Um, and I think that will be it for this episode. Um, hopefully, this has shifted uh, shifted your perspective slightly as to what blockchain is. Realizing that cryptocurrency is not blockchain, but rather cryptocurrency is an application of blockchain. If you start to think about this ledger being able to store information or value, you can start to see how in a legal profession, you might be able to store contracts because at the end of the day, that's just information on this blockchain. And so the application of contracts on a blockchain could be smart contracts. So now you see blockchain uh, is an incredibly powerful tool and it can be applied into a multitude of industries. Imagine health records on blockchain. Imagine voting on blockchain. Imagine contracts on a blockchain. You know, all these things that exist in our world today can benefit from a truly transparent and auditable, um, auditable, effectively database of information of how this, how this started out to where it is today. You start to think about how centralized institutions actually add a lot of risk around hacking around modification around trust of that central organization and the fact that you don't need to have that anymore when you think of it in those terms you start to really broaden your mind about where this can actually be applied and so in the next episode we're going to start exploring some of those it's all well and good to have a basic foundational understanding of it but sometimes it's about being able to actually see it in practice so that you can then start to think about, all right, I've seen it work in contracts. Where else could this be applied to? And then start getting creative about it. And hopefully, the aim over the next couple of episodes as we start to explore this principle of blockchain um, is that you start to realize, regardless of what industry you're in, how powerful this may be for you. And so if you know that this has a place in your organization, in your industry, how do you plan knowing that that's the end outcome to actually start getting your organization ready for it? Start getting your customers ready for it. Start getting ready your processes, your investment strategies, etc. with piece by piece uh, uh, deliverables over the next couple of years that, so that at that point in time, when this really hits mass adoption in so many industries, you're ready for it. And because you understood how it was going to create impact onto your industry, how it was going to create value in your industry, and not just look at it as a 
boring, plain, or very complicated piece of technology. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully, it's given you a bit of insight as to what blockchain is, how you should be thinking about it, um, giving you another definition for it, given another, another way to view it, to understand it. Uh, if not, um, and I suffer from this sometimes, I can be too technical. I can be a bit too all over the shop. So if it hasn't, please shoot me a message. I might re-record this one and try and incorporate um, some of your commentary into that. Uh, but again, that's it for this episode. Please like, comment, share this with your network. Um, it means a great deal uh, to me to get this thing out, get this series out there, get more people engaged, get more people into the conversation. And as always, thank you so much for dropping in and I can't wait to see you guys next time.